0: How are you doing this morning? It's fabulous to be in church. What do you reckon? It's great to have the rain around. We're looking forward to all that's going to bring, that lovely green grass. But uh, it's great to be in church this morning and always to be together with the fam. You're happy, rejoicing, believing in Jesus, all the things that you have made those requests. You have peace that Jesus has heard me. Well, this morning is about past, present, and future and uh, it's my privilege and joy to uh, get the whole thing started because Pastor Jared just told me you've got to start, so I need to start. And I need to start with simply saying this. How many people know that Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, to everything there is a time and a purpose and a season. And uh, you need to know the, the, the wisdom is knowing what that time, what that season, and what that purpose is. Right. You with me? Uh, well... Uh, my time and my season as serving civic church uh, in the capacity of senior pastor will come to an end at the end of next year. And so we're going to have a little discussion around all of that, about what that's going to look like, and, uh, and, and have a, a greater discussion about the future. Are you all good with that? Let me uh, read to you a statement that I read to the AGM, uh, that's the voting members, last Sunday. Now, I'm absolutely astounded if there's anybody here that didn't know that this announcement was going to be made, because if that's true, that meant that about 100 people last week were able to keep a secret. (laughs) Because it wasn't meant, it didn't have to be a secret, or I wasn't about saying you can't tell anybody, but I did say, don't go onto social media just yet. I want the church to hear, and then after this Sunday, uh, anybody who wants to get on social media, if you've got a lot of people asking questions about, did you hear what Pastor Brennan said, or do you understand what's happening in the future, Uh, feel free. But uh, for all of those voting members who were in the AGM last week, if you were able to keep that secret, well done you. And uh, if you're here this morning and saying, this is all news to me, then uh, uh, I'm amazed. Anyway, let me read the uh, statement to you. It starts with, At the beginning of this year, after much prayer, I proposed to the board... That we begin to implement a two-year succession strategy that would allow me to transition out of the role of senior pastor of Civic Church by the 2024 AGM or close to that. There's a couple of things that might happen which we can't do it right then, but we'll let's go with that for the moment. And let me just also say uh, that it was a privilege that uh, I've had the board that I've had with me for so many years now um, – And that I was able to feel comfortable at the beginning of this year uh, to think, you know what, I think I need to uh, take the lead on this and I need to start to talk to my board about a two-year succession plan. Not everybody gets that privilege. Uh, Throughout the year, the board and I have had a number of positive discussions about what the future might look like. It was agreed that moving forward, my position as senior pastor, chairperson, chairman, uh, and CEO would not be. De- so, sorry, would be deconstructed. It's important that you hear that because some of you may or not be aware. But according to our constitution, um, and not just because of the constitution, there is a vote that takes place. But generally speaking, um, uh, the senior pastor of this church constitutionally becomes the chairman of the board and uh, and in my case I was also uh, given the privilege of being the CEO. Now for you to understand we are not just a church that gathers here on Sundays although this is the most important part of who we are because this is the spiritual entity uh, but this church many years ago established a company called Civic Group Australia. It had a different title then but Civic Group Australia which holds everything in trust for the church and so, Civic Group Australia, of course, as a company, is doing a whole range of other things. Not the least of which, of course, is Civic Assist, which you hear quite a, uh, should hear quite a bit about. Uh, Project Madagascar, Yukana, uh, uh, soon to be special disabilities accommodation, and a whole bunch of other things. So, so it's quite a large operation. And over the past 17 years, whilst I've been CEO and chairman of the board, uh, the whole thing's grown and continues to grow, and, uh, and so it's a privilege to have been part of that. But um, So I, I have been carrying three roles, basically, and, uh, and so when I say to you that we've been talking about the fact that uh, as senior pastor, I would no longer be serving the church, please understand it also meant that what we were wanting to do is have a good look at the role of senior pastor um, and, and have another look at our constitution, and moving forward we believe that the right thing would be to deconstruct that position so that not one person is carrying all of those responsibilities. Let me be very clear with you. To be honest, I've had the privilege to be able to grow with it um, and uh, and have a board, a governing board, and a management team around me that have helped me to carry that responsibility, but I can absolutely assure you that um, it's just way too big for any one person to be able to carry now. You need to have a team of people doing that. There's a whole lot of... Um, legislative requirements these days that have uh, around, but the the size of the organization require and the future requires that we, um, we deconstruct that position. So, with this in mind and with a unanimous sense of God's affirming approval, we approached pastors Jared and Ange Alchin to consider accepting the nomination of the position to be co senior pastors at Civic Church post 2024. Give it up for these guys. (laughs) Let me explain to you this term co-senior pastors, um, because um, uh, um, my wife Margaret has been by my side the whole way through this, and is the the um, first lady of the house. And without her, I could not have been able to do what I've done. Could you please give it up for her? But. The reality is I have been the senior pastor, and, and Mark has been always there to support me in the role, but I have been the senior pastor. In this new situation, we're talking about having co-senior pastors, and, and what that really means is that Jared and Ange will jointly and equally share the responsibility for, for being senior pastors of the church moving forward, so jointly and equally responsible. Um, and, and just to clarify, there's no not going to be any. <laughs> there's not going to be anybody else in that. There's just those two guys. All right, they're the only two. So they're the co-senior pastors, alone, and they will be the ones taking joint responsibility for the church. Um, having had time to earnestly seek God for themselves, Jared and Ange firmly believe that God's will for their lives is to serve Him in this capacity. Therefore, we will be nominating to the membership next year that they be voted in and appointed as co-senior pastors. They have accepted the nomination on the understanding they will not be serving as chairman and CEO of the church or the company, as I have been for the past 17 years, then it will be 18 years. Together with our solicitors, we are currently revising the civic church constitution to propose the necessary constitutional changes that will support this new structure of leadership. We have agreed that if uh, revisions are still ongoing by the 2024 AGM, we will consider convening an EGM uh, early in 2025 to present the changes to the members. When I talk about the members, I'm talking about the voting members. They're the members that met last week uh, at the AGM. Um, anybody who attends Civic Church is welcome to come to those meetings. It's not a closed meeting. Um, there's not a them and us here. But, there, but if you were to come to that meeting, you will know whether or not you're a voting member because you will have been given a prior notification to that. And so the, all of this will have to be formalised at the end of next year, hopefully at the uh, 2024 AGM if not then, because the constitution sometimes, uh, when you're working with solic- solicitors and all that kind of stuff, can take you a long time. And you might think, goodness me, we've got a whole year to do. Um, that's why we've been on a two-year succession plan to get give things plenty of time to work their way through. Um, but it is anticipated that we, we ought to be able to have a, a fresh and new constitution by the end of next year. Uh, next Sunday... No, that's 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 happening right now. <laughs> okay, um, uh, 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 and, and and this simply says that uh, you uh, you are now free to share this news if you're on your social media right now. Fair enough, um, but um, you, this news is now public. Uh, everybody that I think needed to know has already been told, and now the whole church knows. And so here we are today to. Uh, rejoice at what has been and what will be and it is my intention I don't know what these two got in mind but it's my intention to get the spotlight off me and onto them because for me all that has been has been a a great privilege and a joy for Mark and I honestly it's been the greatest time of our lives and what an incredible privilege to be trusted by Jesus to serve him in the capacity of senior pastor of this church but also that you would trust our leadership and allow us to do this. I've had um, the most amazing support. I've always felt that I've got people who have been uh, there with me every step of the way. I want to give a huge shout out right now to the uh, board. Now a number of the board members are here. I hope they're all here but if they're not um, I want to give a huge shout out to the board um, we 've worked together for many years. They are an incredible group of people it 's too too much to go into how much they actually do but every every month on a Sunday after a church service, we meet for about three or four hours and go through all the affairs and the matters of the church and, and the company and all the other associated things. It's a big responsibility. There's a lot of risk in it these days, and yet they've shouldered it incredibly well. And, uh, and so I've been so thankful to have them with me and to lead them, but to, but to serve them... Um, in, in that capacity and of course my management team um, which goes throughout the organisation so this is not just uh, here at, in the church but over in Yukana at Civic Assist, uh, overseas in Madagascar and there's a whole bunch of other places where there's incredible people um, doing a whole bunch of work and it, it's just been a privilege for me and I feel so fulfilled in the things of God that we've had this time to do what we've had over the past 17 We'll soon it will be 18 years and so with all that said uh, I'm going to get my, my wife Margaret up here to say a few words not <laughs> that, would be a, that would not be a good move <laughs> she, she, I would not want to go home today although I tell you what's going to happen I'm going to get home and she said well you could have said this and you should have said that and what about this and I'm like well I would have said you could have come up and said something but um, anyway, alrighty. So, Jared uh, and Ange, um, uh, who's doing what now? Am I uh, are you asking me questions? You're, am I asking you questions? Are we talking? about You're still are the you, senior are pastor, mate. Are, you, are, you, are so. you guys still? Are you guys now just going to chat?
1: Well, I think just before we do move on, um, I don't think we should just bypass this moment. Seventeen years. Can we give it up for our senior pastor, yeah. Pastor Brendan? Have you got a highlight over the seventeen years? Is there a moment or a couple of moments that you look back and you reflect on and think, "Man, that was that was a mountaintop
0: moment for Get me, it. for my wife and Mark and, and the team." Um, thanks, Jared. And, and there are many, but. If I could put it this way, when I reflected on this, and I did a little bit of reflection over the past couple of days, the reality is that everything that we have been doing over the past 17 years has got us where we are today, and so this moment is the highlight. The truth of the matter is we're here, we got here, and, um, and it's been an incredible time getting here, uh, the, the ups and the downs and all over the place. You know, as I remember, you might remember, we started, well, back in the day it was Spring Street, then we were Metro, then we're Civic, and we go on. Um, But uh, no, thanks for the question, but the reality is, honestly, I I wouldn't want to try and single out any one thing. It's just been uh, an incredible ride, and here we are today, and I count it just a joy. It's just a a real thrill and a joy for me that we are here today. I loved what... um, uh, Uh, Jess was saying around communion the checkered flag and how Jesus you know I reckon Jesus saw that cross as his checkered flag right the finish line it is finished I've run my race Um, but you know at the end of the day uh, there's no greater feeling than being able to get to that finish line or get to that that checkered flag and still be going strong and not just fall over the thing and uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, what Jesus has got ahead for Margaret and I Um, I'm I've had one or two people ask me, what do you think you're going to be doing after this? And I'm like waiting for the next assignment. I'm just looking forward to whatever Jesus has got for us to do. I don't think playing in the sandpit with the grandkids is on my gender, but it might be on Margaret's. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm keen to see what else we could be doing all for the glory of Jesus Christ. So, um, honestly, sitting here with you guys, and I've got to say, a highlight for me is to see you two here with me ready to pick up the bat and go forward. Seriously, it is a huge highlight for me. Um, I I can recall uh, Jared preaching. He may not remember this, but it it was a communion message and it was over in the Hub. And I think, I don't even remember what year that was, 2000. It's
1: it's funny you mention that because the week (laughs) after you took me out for lunch. Oh, did I? To the Angel Cafe. (laughs) Yes, and And what did uh, I tell you? I was like, this is a sweet gig. The pastor's buying me lunch. He said, mate, you can have whatever you want on the menu. I was like, I'll have a chicken burger and a strawberry milkshake. Back in my younger days when metabolism was a lot faster, and you looked at me and you said, what do you see uh, God doing in your life? And, you know, I was, I think I was 21 or 22, and I was so short-sighted. I was like, mate, I just want to get through the burger. Like, don't worry about talking about the future. Can we just... But the scripture that always I'm reminded of when I think of you is what Paul said to the church in Corinth, where he said, "You have many instructors, you have many teachers, but you have few fathers." 1 Corinthians 4:15. And I mean, you've just been such a spiritual father to both Ange and I, and when you think of the role and the responsibility of a spiritual father, you called something out in both Ange and I that we possibly didn't really believe for ourselves or didn't really see for ourselves. You took responsibility when we stuffed up, um, many times, and you are always there. You had that unconditional, nah, I'll back you guys. And so, yeah, when I've, there's been many people along the journey that have supported us and loved us, many teachers, many instructors, but there's only been one spiritual father and you've been that constant over our journey, so, Yeah.
0: See, that's when they they should tell me they're going to say these things because I'm, i it, If there's anything that's going to bring me undone, it's listening to this. Because I, I as much as it's, I, I I do sit here today as a proud dad to look at these two sitting here, ready for the future, um, and, and 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 it's because they allow me to be that dad or that spiritual father for them. But at the same time, you have to be willing uh, children. (laughs) You have to be sons and daughters that are going to learn and want to lean into that. And so, you see, this is why it comes back to um, any of us who are parents and grandparents will know that your greatest joy is actually seeing, um, is is doing all that you feel you could do to make sure that the next ones coming along are going to have their best shot have their best chance at, at you know um, accomplishing all that's in their, for, that God's got for them, and so I, I have that great joy. I it's a lo- it's just amazing, uh, both Margaret and I to see Jared and Ange having. You you guys probably wouldn't realize this, but um, they could have gone many times. Um, and there are many other churches that would, in a heartbeat, have said, what are you guys still standing sitting around waiting for? I mean, seriously. Um, And yet their dedication, their faithfulness and their commitment has positioned them well for all that they have ahead of them here at Civic. Um, the, the, The fact of the matter is it would have been maybe five years ago, it could have been longer, I came to these two and said... Um, so, Jared and Ange, at some point, you were... You were um, you'll have to clarify all this for me, but you were um, involved with youth and doing all the, the things that you have to do when you're, you know, 22, 23, 24. When, when you, were you both working in youth? Ange was originally... She was, the I original was my one. boss. You I were was the his boss. You, yeah, you, yeah, you were his boss. And That's I got right. the boss pregnant, so... I mean, yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh, he might need to talk and clarify that, but anyway, um, the, the, the thing that's is. That's a good start, isn't it? That's they they started. <laughs> you know, and I think it was 10 years, was it? Jared, at the end, was it 10 years you were in youth? I don't know how long, Ange, were you in youth? How long were you in youth? Were you sort of there the whole, the whole way through, basically?
1: Yeah, it's all been a bit of a blur, to be honest, mate. Yeah, but,
0: but just, do you remember? I don't remember. When, when we started. Yeah, how long were you, uh, no, how long were you leading youth? Uh, probably,
1: yeah, about, yeah, it would have been about 10 years. Yeah, yeah. and,
0: and he's, I, I do recall, uh, you know, conversations like, is there anything else I'm going to do or am I just going to be youth all my life? And I'm like, well, mate, i got nothing. No, no, I said, listen, we'll have a talk about this, but just just slow down, we're fine, it's all good. The truth is, though, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years and he's thinking that, you know, they're getting moving along, and I'm saying, you know, why don't you take on a bit more responsibility and do a little bit more around here, and Angie's always been doing all the things that she's been doing, which most of you don't realise how much she does do, um, but the fact of the matter is, uh, it was about five years ago, and, you know, it was one of the lull periods within the church history, and, uh, and I came to them and said, listen, uh, you're going to go back to youth. <laughs> You've got to start looking after youth again and the kids and all that sort of stuff. And they looked at me and went, okay, that's, let's do that. I don't know what they said after they walked out, but um, <laughs> there, was a, there was a we're back to that after thinking we've been gotten out of all of that. So uh, there's not been a thing that I've asked of them that they haven't been willing to do and have been prepared to say, well, we're going to do this. And stay here. And even though some might look at us and think, you know, you're just, you just you you haven't had any you know opportunities to move forward and so forth, um, because of that and their incredible faithfulness and devotion and commitment and and dedication, they're civic. They love the church. They love who we are. They're, they're the culture on legs. They're everything about us. And so here I am today, just a proud dad, looking at two kids that have got uh, taken on a huge... You've been willing to take on responsibilities, but I think you're in the best position possible to continue now to shoulder those responsibilities. There you have it. What are we talking about now?
2: Where do you start? Um, Obviously, it is has been an amazing privilege and honour to sit under your leadership for 17, 18 years. Kerry did ask me before if we needed tissues and I said no, but I probably lied. Um, It's right. I'll do the emotions up here, peeps. Um, But you know, when someone approaches you to take on a senior pastor position, it's not something obviously that you take lightly, but... I mean, there's, there's a big journey in that and we'll share that. But there's such a great confidence when you're following a phenomenal leader who has set up this place and the culture of this place to be so excellent. Um, there's such a confidence and comfort for us to know, you know, it's not like you're just leaving and going, see ya, but that you've set it up the very best that you can for us and us as the church and I don't think we realize how good we have got it having you as our senior pastor so thank you for leading the way for us and us um, so well yes church is a messy place yes it's full of family do we always get along absolutely not is there a place for forgiveness? Yes. Is there a place for grace? Yes. And you have taught us all those things and more. So thank you very much. I remember um, the moment that Pastor Brendan did approach Jared and I to take the senior pastor position. And to tell you the truth, I people that asked me in the past, is being a senior pastor something that you would ever do? And I'm like... Unless God sends a lightning bolt from heaven and like literally zaps me, no way on God's green earth do I want to do it. Not a chance in the world. Um, Yet I sit here on a stage today saying yes. Did I get the lightning bolt? No. Um, Maybe it's still coming, I don't know. Um, But I remember in that moment and, you know, the, the, the... I don't know if it was the emotion, the feeling was, this is right. And there was a peace. So rather than the lightning bolt, there was a peace. I don't know. I'm maybe a little bit disappointed about the peace and not the lightning bolt. Um, and just that assurance also knowing the journey. Like we have an incredible board here, people. Like Pastor Brendan talked about, like he went to the board at the start of the year to bring this to them. And the board really are the ones that were able to, um make decisions on people coming in and you know it gives me great comfort as well knowing we have an incredible board. Carrie, Sheila, Helen, Jen, Todd, um, Chris. Sorry, Chris. I love you, Chris, wherever you I didn't forget you. But they have such a confidence in us as well. Um I know I Talk to Pastor Brendan I'm like do they really know what they're getting into Like asking Jared and I Like to be senior pastors Like you know us right And it just gave me great assurance too That Pastor Brendan said that he talked to the board About our strengths and weaknesses um, And that they were very aware Of our strengths and weaknesses Because we aren't perfect people Um, You're close But um, (laughs) It's a lie we're not perfect people, and this side of eternity, we have our humanity, and we have our soul, and we have our insecurities, and we have our, our life um, things. But it just is such an excitement and such a joy. Um, and, you know, being surrounded by an incredible team, too, it's, um, it's going to be an exciting journey.
0: It's very true that, and uh, what you were just saying, it's important for you to hear that due process was followed yeah. from the start. Yeah. And so when I uh, approached the subject early in the year with the board and they were completely unaware that I would be, I mean I just pretty much dumped it on them at the beginning of the year and said, mm-hmm. guys, I believe in God, it's time and I believe uh, it's a two year succession plan and, uh, and and you know we need to get on this journey. And, uh, and so, but due process was followed in that it wasn't just a, oh, well, uh, it'll be Jared and Ange. Um, you know, I, I, I led the board through that process of you need to go away and you need to pray now. And I gave them a number of questions that they needed to get answers from uh, as we went through the process. One of those questions was, do you want to look for someone outside the church, like getting a, a whole new... Um, you know, get a senior pastor that's coming in, that, that hasn't been part of the church, and do you want the opportunity to start asking around? Is there other people that uh, we feel could take on the church? And uh, and we, we honestly took time to sit down and think that through, pray pray about that. And uh, the the word unanimous, I use the word unanimous um, deliberately because you need to know. I don't in our board meetings. I don't actually believe in taking votes. I believe in getting consensus. We do not make any decisions unless it's unanimous. If we haven't got consensus, well, we need to go away and pray more about it. Uh, I might, on occasions, very rare, have an abst- someone abstain. But, but as far as the, the way the majority, uh, we talk about being unanimous unless we're unanimous. And we need to. uh, The scripture says um, that uh, the the council at Jerusalem wrote a letter, and they said it seems right to us and the Holy Spirit. Uh, In our board meetings, it doesn't need need to be seeming right to us. It must also seem right to the Holy Spirit. And so that's been our process. It's taken us, as I say, all all through this year. But but these two can sit here, and you. But these two can sit here and know without a doubt in their hearts that we've been through that process and we've gone away and we prayed about these two. And I was very clear with the board and made it very clear to them, uh, here's what I see, there's their strengths and their weaknesses, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you need to be aware of these things. Uh, but we've done all of that and come back and still believed, unanimously believed that this seems right to us and to the Holy Spirit, and we believe that as a church and as a voting membership at the end of next year, they will be uh, that that uh, nomination will be ratified, and that's when they will be appointed. Uh, during during the year coming, um, people may have a whole bunch of questions around. Well, what's it going to look like now? Um, you know, moving forward, I have no clue. I'm just going to be asking Jared, "What are we doing?" But, um, but, 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 can I just say this honestly? I will be. Uh, it's like a baton change, although there's three hands on this now, not just two, right? But um, it's a baton change, and so there will be certain things that I'll continue to do, uh, likely uh, more in pastoral care and pastoral work and those kind of things. Jared and Angela will be taking a lot more in terms of team. Uh, um, um, uh, what's the word, Um, portfolios, um, understanding how they want to start to, if they want to move things around when it comes to team and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I mean, I'm still there uh, and I am still the senior pastor and I still will be the senior pastor right through until we get the the constitution sorted out. Um, But more and more, you... It, it it'll be my joy if you 're looking more and more to these two and uh, and seeing uh, the direction coming from them um, we've worked long enough, and I think we're all agreed it'll go fine one way or another it'll get sorted out and that's probably
1: to be honest i mean if you 've been around church long enough you've you've probably seen your fair share of uh, leadership train wrecks and leadership transition. Um, where things go bad and, and really that fractures and, and hurts the church. And I think the thing that's been so refreshing for Ange and I is that this has just been, it's been effortless in, in a lot of ways and I think that's because God's hand's on it and the timing is right. Um, Ange you know, alluded to your legacy and I think naturally as when the church hears about a leadership change, um, that can, often people don't like change because it means, okay, that, that's going to produce an uncertainty. Um, earlier this year, uh, we were at a conference, and in, in the first session, um, our state president, uh, Ben Nitoko, was, was preaching about um, a, a proverb, Proverb chapter 22, verse 28. He was talking about, don't move the ancient landmarks that your fathers have set. And it was around that time, um, we'd already, Pastor Brennan already had a conversation with us, and I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me about when you move into the position of, of senior pastor, um, that, that proverb is for us. And so, you know, things like grace and truth, uh, stewardship, honour, excellence, generosity, some of the ancient landmarks, some of the big rocks that is our culture and who civic is, um, I guess we want to assure you we're not moving them. Um, we're not changing the, the things that make civic civic. Um, there might be some, some uh, other changes, there might be some smaller rock changes, but in terms of the ancient landmarks that Um, The last 17 years, we've worked really, really hard to put in place in terms of establishing who we are as a faith community and who we are as a church. Um, As long as we're the senior pastors, they ain't budging. Um, And so I guess we're we're, um, excited by that. You you talked about um, faithfulness, and I think if I can encourage anyone here, there has been many conversations over the years where Ange and I um, you know, we evaluate, you know, do we still feel we're called to Toowoomba? We, do we still feel we're called to Brendan? Do we still feel we're called to this church? Um, and I'll be honest with you, you know, it was around that time that you asked us to go back into youth. We actually had um, a really um, lucrative offer to, to move to the Gold Coast and, and help pastor a church down there. And we're thinking, oh, Gold Coast, you know, Toowoomba's great, but it doesn't have a beach. And so, you know, that was, you, you have to weigh that up, but we knew... Every time we were faced with those decisions, do we stay, do we go, when opportunities would perhaps arise and people would approach us, we just knew that, yeah, we could leave, but we'd be, we'd be walking in disobedience, we'd be walking in denial. We know that we, we love Toowoomba, we love this church, we love you, and uh, we have loved serving under Brendan, and so for, we just knew that God's hand was on us to, to be in this position, and you know we're, we're really excited about... What God wants to do in and through this church, um, I'll tell you what we're passionate about. We are passionate about the bride, not a brand. Um, we're, we're, pra- we're passionate about putting Jesus as the head of the church, and, and whatever we can do, however, we can serve Him and serve you to do that, that's what we 're excited about. And it was funny we were singing you know the, the new wine song, um, and I just believe that God is going to pour a new wine into this church. There's a fresh wind coming. Um, We're excited for for all that God has uh, for us. We're excited for all that God has for you as we um, uh, serve and and
0: lead it. Fantastic. Um, I was standing there singing a song and thinking exactly the same thing. I'm looking yeah, forward to too. the future. Look at us. Yeah. We're on money. Um, uh, there was a whole bunch of things going through my heart, but, at the, at, you know, there's, there's new... I think it says there's new power, there's new freedom, and there's new fire. And uh, get ready. Um, get ready, that's all I can say. It's one, one thing that you've
1: always been so strong on, Pastor Brendan, is honouring our heritage and honouring our past. And, you know, this church has such a rich history and, and rich tapestry of so many stories and to be honest I love I, I love that people will often come to us and, and tell us the old stories about you know what we used to do on the old site and what we used to do in the hub back in the youth days before risk assessments and um, and um, just just all all, all you know the, the, the rich history and here's here's I guess where Ange and I stand on all of that. We will always honour our past and we will always honour our heritage but not at the expense of the future. What does that mean? If it means we need to make some changes so that we can move into what God has for us, then potentially we need to do that. Um, I I don't want to live in the good old days. I want to live in the great, glorious future that God has for this church. And if that means that we have to change some things, then we can change it. We will always honour our past. We will always honour our heritage because we know that there have been men, women and families that have sacrificed so much to put us in this position right here, right now. Um, but we know that God has more. God is a limitless God. And so we know that God has more for civic and um, we want to we, we want to embrace all that he has for us. And the way that I see, you know, serving and leading a church, God is the cook in the kitchen and Ange and I, we're simply the waiters. We, you know, whenever you go to a restaurant, the waiters don't tamper with the food. They simply take the... the what got what the cook has cooked, what the chef has cooked, and they bring it to the people. And I guess that's our commitment to you, that what, what God cooks for Civic, we want to bring to the people, we want to bring to you in, in the purest form. Not change it, not tamper it. This is what God has for us as a church.
2: Yeah, and we're excited. Like, you know, we look around this place and we have a flippant amazing group of people here at Civic that God has positioned in this place. And I'm so excited for... Um, You know, it's not just about Jared and I, but it's about us. It's us as a community, about the bride of Christ outworking what he has for us out there. And also, you know, we do this as a family and obviously there's three in our family, which is Lily, our daughter. This is going to make me cry. But we can't do either what we can do without her and as a family, and so I want to honour her as well, because um, she's amazing. We do it together, and she's a teenager, so, you know, pray for us even harder. Um, but, you know, Jared and, and and my commitment is, you know, we're going to do this together, so pray for our marriage too. <laughs> if you've known us for long enough and if you've heard us in our raw moments, it sounds like we probably don't like each other very much, but we actually um, complement each other very well and that's why the board and Pastor Brendan have um, put us as co-senior pastors together, um, but just really committed to, to each other and as a family to the church here, to you guys, yeah. And I,
1: and I will say this. And she will hate me for saying it, but um, you know, one thing that Ange has wrestled with over the years, when you know we've been at conferences or events, and you know they'll come up to Ange and um, they'll say things like, "Oh, you're you're Jared's wife," and you know it's just a little thing, but I guess here's what here's what you need to know: that it is it is a, it is a co senior pastor, um, and so. There's a call of God on this woman's life. There's no doubt about it. Um, she's been in ministry longer than I have been. Um, she, she was my boss, and um, she, she is brilliant. And so I guess that's an adjustment for the church as well, that, that, that there's two senior pastors. Um, and we do make that commitment to you, that we are united together. Um, I think the best thing that we can do for this church is prioritise our marriage and, and keep our marriage, uh, keep God at the centre of it all. Um, and but, yeah, I, I just want to take a moment to honor her because I think so many times women in these sort of environments can get overlooked um, and, and often you know we, we gravitate towards the man or the husband or whatever, but she is called to be a senior pastor, and so you can approach her as a senior pastor it doesn 't need to be the man to bless things or whatever it might be. she can do that as well. Um, she's got her credential. She's got her stamp of approval. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. She's ready to go. All right.
2: So I'm still the boss. I'm still your boss. Is that? You're what still it? my
1: boss. Absolutely. You... Yeah. Yeah.
2: We'll talk about it later.
1: I'll say this: I wear the pants. You might tell me which ones to wear. All right. That's how it works. <laughs> Um mate I well, that's a great note to finish on isn't it Um I might get you to to finish up and and pray and make this thing a little bit more spiritual and um but we're excited for for the new season that God has for us the new wine the new freedom and um but we we do want to take a moment again just to honor you and and all that you have sown into us as a couple, but us as a church. And obviously, you know, next year there'll be a time to celebrate and honour both you and Margaret, and obviously, you know, your whole family as well, because, you know, they've been on the journey uh, as well. But um, why don't you finish off today um, by praying?
0: Absolutely, mate. Thank you very, very much. And uh, the the truth of the matter is that um, we are very privileged to have a young couple who have been willing to take on the responsibility of the call of God this is not just an appointment there has to be an anointing and and it's the anointing on their lives it's a call of God it's not a vocation it's not a job it's a calling it's a call of God to that position and and the way that God our, my experience our experience has been God graces you for it uh, you, you don't understand that until you're actually carrying it But uh, I'm 100% believing, and I'm praying you are, that they'll understand there's grace on their life now, there's grace to carry the call of God and the responsibility that goes with that to lead as under-shepherds. We call them under-shepherds of Jesus Christ. Amen? And just quickly before I forget, um, Margaret and I... Right, Margaret and I... um... Don't see ourselves leaving. Um, I've had one or two people last Sunday say, What are you? Are you leaving Toowoomba? What do you think you're doing? Um, look, our hearts, we're, we're here. We love Toowoomba, we love Civic. Um, and uh, so long as I don't make it hard for these guys, so if I just do what I'm told, uh, they might let me stay. And so Margaret and I are keen to stay around and we do not see ourselves leaving. Um, post 2024 but there's still going to get through next year but just just to answer that question we still see ourselves uh, hanging around. So Father, um, the thing is, Lord, it's your presence that makes the difference. And we can talk father, about all the things. We can have the conversations. But knowing your presence. Knowing the affirming presence that sustains us and keeps us. And we thank you, Father, for the real sense of your presence here today. A defining moment, Lord, in the life of this church. But we really sense, Father, your hand on it. And we understand, Jesus, that as Jarrah's already said, it can't be about anything else except you. It's all about how we bring glory to your name. And we thank you, Father, for all that you have done and the way you've brought us through it all. You're the one who's taken us through everything. So, looking forward to what you're yet to do. There is so much ahead of us, Father, as a church. We thank you for Jared and Ange and for Lily. We thank you for that family and we believe with them, Lord, that your grace is upon them to carry the call of God and to lead us into the future. Father, I thank you for the church. Thank you for the church. Lord, I know you you love your church. You died for us. You gave everything for your church. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have been called to be part of the bride and that we are your church and that we have that real sensing that you are taking your church forward there's something you've, you've set a lot of foundational things in place we believe father that you've been putting great foundations in and we're looking forward to building with you in jesus name and every heart said amen and amen thank you so much for coming this morning uh you can jump on social media i don't mind. Oh, <laughs> um can ask all the questions you like um I probably don't have the answers, Margaret does. Um, but it's lovely to be with you again. God bless you. We're looking forward to the rest of what uh, We've got to get through next year. Just remember, we've still got a whole year of this journey. Um, but uh, it's all going to be fun, right? Our team's coming right now, and they're going to lead us in one more song. Have a great rest of your day.